The Ectoplasm Show is brought to you by North KC's Big Rip Brewing Company. Lighten up dark matter, have a craft beer. Well, let's try this again, shall we? Last night, I recorded an entire hour of On the Road with Ecto. And when I got home, the file was completely gone. I have no idea why. And I was pretty upset about that. So I figured, since I had to be on the road again tonight for a little bit, that I would try to re-record that episode. I didn't have anything planned. I didn't even actually go out with the plan of doing an On the Road with Ecto episode. I just happened to have my recorder and microphone with me and decided to tell a couple stories I thought the episode turned out great. Hopefully I can recreate that. I'm going to tell you the same stories. Though it's, you know, it's not as off the cuff. Which is fine. That doesn't need to be. But let's start off the episode here with some information. Go to podbelly.com. They are our network. We are founding members of Podbelly Network. Very proud to be on that network. We're friends with several of the shows, with hosts of several of the shows. And we hope to be on there for a long time. I mean, they definitely, they kept us on while we were on our break. And the the network's still going strong. We're still going strong. So go to podbelly.com and check out all the other great shows on that network. And if you do go listen to another show on that network and you like it, reach out to them and tell them that, you know, we told you about our network and sent you there. If you haven't already signed up to be an Ecto Plus member, now's the time. It is our new Patreon platform, well, our new Patreon format. You can still go and donate a dollar if you like, and we love you for that. I know Josh hates when I say that because I won't give him the L word. Maybe if he finally comes back full time in the future, if his schedule slows down, he'll get it. We'll just see. We'll put a pen in that. But go to ectoplasmshow.com and there is a tab to go to our Patreon. And if you sign up at $8 a month, you get to join Ecto Plus. That'll include extra content, extra shows. Josh and I are going to do at least one pair of news episode a month, and that will be exclusive to Ecto Plus. We are no longer going to do the paranormal news episodes on our regular feed. We like doing those episodes, and we felt that it would be a perfect thing to put on Ecto Plus. So if you want to continue to get those mo- at least once a month Ecto para, para News episodes, go join Ecto Plus. But that's not all you get. I'm going to be doing an Ecto Plus extension at the end of this episode. I plan to go for an hour in this episode for the live or for the regular feed, but I'm going to, I'm going to I plan to extend it for at least another half an hour if not a whole nother hour for Ecto Plus members. So again, for $8 a month, you get all that. And then starting November 1st, you will get Ecto Files newsletter sent to you in the mail. You'll have physical copy 
of great, it'll be filled with great articles written by our friends, and I'm going to start bringing in special guest authors to write pieces once a month in time. But November 1st, and this is 2021 for anybody listening in the future, the first episode the first issue of Ectophiles goes out, and I've I th- I'm putting the format together, people that have seen it, and the writers that are putting stuff in there like the way it's coming out, and I wanted to envision like a kind of conspiracy rag, uncensored version sent out of stuff in the mail, like old school, like before my time, a private subscription newsletter sent to you in the mail with information that you might not be able to get elsewhere. It's going to be conspiracy, occult, paranormal, and all the stuff you love on Ectoplasm Show. Just extra. And it won't be content that comes through the show, at least you know, there may be topics in there we've touched on, and there may be things we talked about in the past. But nothing that would be in the recent past, because I don't want to overload a certain topic or repeat a topic through either, or through both. But so far we have, I believe we'll have five articles, if not more, at least five articles in this first one that goes out November 1st. So if you sign up before November 1st, and I'm going to extend it to November 5th, you'll have five extra days to sign up for Ecto Plus. You'll get the first issue. And for the time being, it'll be the only way you get the first issue. If you sign up in December or at the beginning of 2022, you won't get the back issues. Now, I can't say that in the future we'll never offer the back issues to our ectoplus members but for this you know for the time being it will be you'll have to be an ectoplus member to get that month's issue and i like the i like the physical copy in the mail feel of it it's uh, it's it's going to be fun i i've had fun putting it together these last two weeks and i just see it getting better I, I personally, when I when I read books and when I, I actually collect certain types of books, I like that physical copy. I don't I'm not a fan of ebooks. Um, I actually don't even own an ebook or a way to read an ebook. I mean, I know I can on my phone, but anyways, I'm kind of rambling on about this. So go to Patreon.com, find Ectoplasm Show, or go to EctoplasmShow.com and find our Patreon through there, and sign up. It's just $8 a month, and you get all this extra content. And if you can't do the $8 a month, well, we completely understand. At a dollar a month, you'll still be a meat mate, and that's better than not being a meat mate. I am leaving Doctor's Minions level on there, and that just means you're special if you sign up for Dr. Minion's level. You get all the Ecto Plus stuff, plus a t-shirt with my face on it, and the pride of being a Dr.'s Minion. Not a lot of people can say that. So, on to my story that I want to tell. It's kind of a... I jump around through a lot of part of my life, but something recent happened... It was a night that I was out driving like I am right now, except for I, I didn't have, I, like I had a goal where I was heading, but I didn't have an objective. I had, you know, I had some friends that were going to go with me, we were going to go skywatch, look for UFOs, but they had some scheduling conflicts come up and couldn't go. I decided to go on my own. One thing that I like to do, and when, when I have the time or if I'm just messing around, I'll go drive around. And I'll, I know within three or four hours of Kansas City where I live, I've been to pretty much every town, most back roads. I, I know this area really well because I do that. And 
I like to try and find places to go skywatch. I like to just explore. I mean, my my motto of life should be an adventure. I try to stick to that. I'm an explorer. But so I, I was going to go drive out to this cemetery that I had been to once before. A few weeks before, actually. But I was going to drive out to the cemetery because it was on the crest of a low hit, like a, like a soft hill. But it was higher than the surrounding fields. There's not very many trees directly around it. So there is great sight lines throughout most of the horizon. And it's on the end of a dirt road that's surrounded by gravel roads. So there's not a whole lot of traffic out there. In fact, I didn't see a single person after I got off the paved roads. But so the first time I went out there, I was with my friend Larry, who's been on the show recently, and Eric. And we we were going out there. I just picked the spot on the map. I just, I searched cemeteries out in the, I just searched cemeteries within a confined space on Google Maps. And this one popped up. It looks, it looks secluded. And it looked like it didn't have a lot of trees around it. Like, it looked like a prime spot. And it was on the end of a dead-end road. And it was in the area that I was wanting to go. So that's where we went. We left that night and went, drove out there. We saw some weird stuff on the way out there around the moon. Some weird shadows in front of the moon that I can't quite explain and we couldn't figure out that we're actually going to talk about in the next episode that I have Larry on, so I won't spoil that too much. But we did see some weird stuff on the way out there. When we got out there, it was exactly what I had hoped it would be in the sense of what we were looking for to look at the sky, but it had gotten cloudy on our way down there, which seems to happen a lot. But, so we got out there, and it had gotten cloudy. It was right before dark. It was kind of dusk, but not dark yet, but not light. enough to see. I could see in the dark anyways, for the most part, so I could see fine out there. And we get out and we walk around the cemetery and then they go back to the car and I walk around some more by myself. And then all of the sudden a smell came over the entire area of death. And it wasn't windy. Like there was, there was no wind. There was no breeze that I could see. And yeah, I could have wafted out of the trees. I mean, and I know that the smell of a dead body can carry or a dead animal can carry. So I I didn't think that it... The first inclination I did have in my head was Bigfoot. Because of the smell. Because it was a death smell. But it also kind of included damp dog and and other stuff. And it just kind of settled over the cemetery at the same time. They were probably 50 yards away from me. And they smelled it and, and noted it out loud at the same time that I noticed it. But then a few minutes later it went away and chalked it up to I chalked it up as probably just a smell that wafted out of the woods and that night ended quickly because the mosquitoes were terrible they were terrible so we just left and we drove back and then you know we couldn't see the sky very well anyways because the clouds moved in so fast forward to it was three weeks ago now I was supposed to go out there with them again, but they ended up not being able to go, so I decided to go by myself. I get out there. No, I don't, I, I don't get out there. So it's about an hour and a half away. I get off the highway a little early, at least probably 15 miles earlier than the exit that I, you know, I would have gone if I was going straight there. I like to do that kind of thing anyways because, like I said, I like to explore. So if I don't have a time frame or an agenda, I just kind of go drive. And even though I had a place that I was ending up, I wanted to take a different route there this time because I might see something different. So I got off the highway, went down through an area that I've been to before, 
but then got off um, on the back roads, gravel roads. And on the way to the cemetery, it was probably 20 minutes on back roads to get to the cemetery from what I was, from where I was. At least maybe 25, close to 30. As I was on those back roads, I didn't see a single person from the time I got off pavement to the time I got back to pavement after the whole experience, but I had no less than four or five owls swoop at the car. Like, they swooped down, and a couple of them got really close to the windshield, and I wasn't driving fast, because I was on gravel, and it was a little odd, and because of what I know and have studied of on alien abductions and UFO cases, owls is a thing in the lore. I didn't necessarily put much stock in the weirdness of it, but I did note it in my mind that it was happening, and it added to it more when I had other stuff happen later. But, but So that is something that did happen to me on the way into the cemetery. I had four or five owls swoop down at the car, and, and not, not together, separately on my way through. And then I get to the cemetery, and the sky's clear, and I drive around the cemetery, because even though it's not a large cemetery and it has a fence around it, and you can see most of it from the end of the dirt road, I wanted to drive through it because just to make sure there wasn't anybody in there because you never know even if there's not a vehicle who knows I just wanted to scan through it I drove through it there was nobody in there so but I drove back and parked on the road because I wouldn't have had to worry about somebody trying to come down the road for one thing and two if there happened to be some sort of sheriff or other officer that patrolled out there, I wouldn't be in the cemetery where there might be hours because there was well, there wasn't posted, but most cemetery ha- cemeteries have hours of operation, and if a cop wants to be a dick, I could get arrested and be then I could be in the not a, maybe not arrested. I mean, they'd have to be a really big dick. I had to be doing something more wrong than just being in the cemetery, I would think. But I I would get labeled one of those dick ghost hunters that we talk about. So I didn't want to sit in the cemetery for that reason. But it didn't matter. I just threw my lawn chair in the middle of the road and sat back, lit up a cigar, and I was watching the sky. I had my binoculars and I had my trusty Colombian-style machete that I found in the woods with me. That's another story of finding that machete. It could have been a murder weapon. I don't know. Uh, But it's been in my possession for several years now. But I had that with me, next to me, just, you never know. And I sat there for a good, you know, 15 minutes when all of the sudden, again, I got this weird feeling that somebody was watching me, that they had eyes on me. And I know that everybody's had that feeling before. I've had that feeling a lot. I don't... Typically when I'm out hiking or in the woods or or doing even a paranormal investigation, at initial, when that happens, I don't really let it... I try not to let it get to me. And that's what I was trying to do. But it became pretty overwhelming. I felt like there was something watching me. And it wasn't just the cows that we saw at a later date. Because I went back with Brad, and I'll tell that part in a few minutes after I get done with this. A week later, I had gone back with Brad because we happened to be in the area. But, yeah, I felt like there was something watching me, and it was making me feel pretty uncomfortable. And the fact that I was alone... And, yeah, sure, my wife could look and see where I was on, like, the Life360 app we use. But nobody really knew where I was. Nobody could definitely get to me very quickly, even though I had cell service and I could call somebody. And I had a machete, sure, but 
who knows if that's enough. So, after, you know, ten more minutes of sitting there, looking over my shoulder because I was worried that there was somebody coming up behind me, which I would have heard, um, I decided to go. So that's, that's two odd things in the night, and it's still not over yet. The big, bigger stuff in my mind hadn't quite happened yet. So we had the owls fly through and, and swoop down on the car. And then the feeling of something watching me, which may have been the point, maybe they wanted me out of there anyways. I, you know, obviously I can't know that because I did leave. But then on the way back, so I'll get into the beginnings of this part of my life here after I finish this story. But I have always been an 11-11 experiencer since I was a teenager. I am also a streetlight phenomenon experiencer. And I have, this is what Larry calls the blinky light phenomenon that follows me, that surrounds me, that I've had for a long time. And other people notice too, because Larry noticed and other people do as well when I'm out and about. And it's something that I'm used to. I've had it in my life for 20 years now. Over 20 years now. And it, it doesn't scare me. It just adds to a moment. Those those things come in cycles. I'll go through months where I don't have any of that in my life, and then months where it's intensely in my life. And I've actually been on the downward end, slide into a cycle of not having it in my life, I would say. But on the way home from the cemetery that night, after those other things... I had six, probably around six street lights, highway lights, go out as I was passing them or underneath them. Which, like I said, I'm used to, but this is building up at this point. I've had the other stuff happen, and, you know, it's just building up in the angst of the overall feeling of anxiety of what's going to happen, you know, the, just the, who, who knows, what's this, what is this leading to, am I just seeing this stuff and connecting it because I have a bias, or is this actually leading to something this time, so I have that on the way home, I have some streetlights go out as I go under them, And then when I get to town, when I get into town, I get off the highway a little early. I always get, if I'm not, like, I wasn't in any hurry, right? So I always, I get off the highway a few few exits early, and I kind of take a back way into where I live within Kansas City. And this took me down a road that just goes along some railroad tracks. And there happened to be some high, higher t- tension, bigger power lines going through this area. And it was kind of windy, but not super windy that night. And I watched as I was stopped at a stop sign about to turn and go under this bridge. I watched one of those power lines pull and snap out of the pole snap the connection from one pole to the other. I don't know if there was a connection there. I do know that a branch did not fall on it. Nothing fell on it because it was above the trees. And yeah, the wind was kind of windy, but not super windy. I would think that those things are made to you know, take that kind of wind. But it sparked and shot sparks everywhere. Um, it kind of flamed out and then I was going to have to drive under it if I wanted to go that way. I was going to have to drive under a part that was next to the other part of the pole with the same line 
It's like, this is when it's going to happen. That, that thing's going to drop when I'm underneath it. And I sat there for a few minutes just waiting and watching it. And the power went out right directly around me. But not in any big way because it wasn't like a feeder line. It, it was a bigger line. And I don't know, I don't know how at the end how many people were out of power. But So the bridge I was about to go under was another major road. And on the other side of that road was like a different power grid. And it still had power. So I did drive under that power line. Nothing happened. And I drove under the bridge. And when I got on the other side, you know, the power was fully on over there. And it was a like a, an old downtown for a small town that's now a part of the Kansas City metro. It's Merriam, Kansas is where I live. And I was driving down the main road through this little part of town of the downtown of Merriam, Kansas. And it has these older style street lights that are like eight feet tall and have a globe at the top and they're like spaced every 30 feet or so, every 10 yards or whatever. So they're not like the regular street lights. They're more of an avenue kind of street light. Every third one was blinking, a bit pulsing. They weren't blinking, they were pulsing. And some of them didn't start pulsing until I got next to them. But it was every third one. And yeah, it could have been something to do with the power grid. But it wasn't because... I, I, I don't see it being because of the the power line that fell. Why every third one and why not all of them? So by the time I got home, which I was only a couple minutes from home at that point, I, I was like something's gonna happen I, I this has got to be building to something it, I don't think that I was at the time I don't think I was just connecting these things because all right I'm back at a phone call that I cut out of the episode and let me try to think where I was in the story I'd just gotten home right and I was, it was probably 11.30, 12.30, I don't quite remember, it was in the middle of the night, my wife was in bed, and I felt like something was building up. I messaged a few friends of mine, a couple that also deal with stuff like this in their life, it was like, I don't know what's going on, but all this just happened, but... The end of the story is nothing happened. Nothing happened other than all that stuff, but it wasn't, it wasn't building to anything that I could see or that I witnessed or that I had happened in my life or that I feel like did something in my life. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, does other what do you guys think of that story? Do you think that I was just putting that stuff together in my mind and building the narrative of completely separate things? I very well could be. I feel like it's a good possibility. Not, not a good po- I think it's a... I think that I'm experienced enough that I would... Not, I would Eight times out of ten, I would realize that I'm connecting these things that aren't connected. But who knows? I mean, that's the paranormal, right? I mean, it could could have been anything. It could have been nothing. But I don't think it was nothing. And I ha- I actually have stuff, nights like that, often. Like more often than I think is normal. And I don't, I don't know if any night of that, like that is normal. But let me know what you think about that night. But the other part of the story that I went that I went into on the episode that I lost was a little bit about since I brought it up in the in the in the story about going out to the cemetery the 1111 stuff and I've told this story on the show before but it's actually been several years since I've still told this story and and if you've heard it before and now you're bored of the episodes because I'm going to retell it. I apologize. 
But I'm, I'm sure there's several people listening that have not heard this story before. When I first realized that the 11-11 phenomenon that I was experiencing was not just me. I guess that's the best way to put it. That it was not... Not normal is not the right way to put it. In the end, it was the night that I found out that I wasn't alone in experiencing this stuff and that it might have been more... Now that I be- now I believe that it's more than what I ever thought it was before that night. So when I was in my teenage years, I don't remember exactly what age it started, but when I was in my teenage years, I started seeing the number 1111 at 1111 p.m. at night, every night. Every night I'd look at the clock and see it. A clock. Any clock. I'd see it every night. Pretty much every night. I I can't, you know, I mean, that was a long time ago for me now. It was 20 years ago when this started. More than 20 years ago that I, that I, but anyways, it was pretty much every night I would look at the clock, see 11-11. And then my later teenage years, when I was with my girlfriend, who then became my wife, I would, my first wife, I would see it, I would still see it all the time, and I would say something, and, you know, she would realize that I was seeing it all the time, too, but she didn't really know what it was, and I, I just thought it was an internal clock thing, I, I had no, no thought that it might have been more than that, I just thought it was weird that I was looking at the clock at that time every night. I still don't know if it's more than that, to be honest with you. I think it probably is. I know that I have a lot more experience with that and things that happen around that. But I still try to have a healthy mind about it and not let the idea that it means too much more consume my life but anyways so yeah when I was in my teenage years I would see the number 1111 on clocks all the time it was specifically the PM 1111 and then fast forward five or six years I my daughter was two she was born in 2003 she was either one and a half or two, so it was around 2000, into 2004, 2005, in an apartment in Lenexa, Kansas, with my first wife, and she, my first wife, worked at night, so she wasn't there, it was after my daughter went to bed, probably 9.30, around 9, I don't, I don't know what time it was, I was on my computer, and I was looking up some stuff about the Iraq War. Actually, I was looking up my... I was searching my last name. I My last name is not very common, as you guys can probably tell and know. Especially since it was changed after World War II in my family. There's actually nobody in the world that I've been able to find that has my exact last name. And my exact, not my exact last name, that's not right. My full name. My first and last name. And I was on my PC at the time. And I was looking up, I searched my last, I, first, I searched my last name. And I came across an article that was about the Iraq war. Maybe it was Afghanistan, but I believe it was Iraq. And some of the deaths that happen, and the specifically, I'm almost positive I remember this detail correctly, the first German soldier to die in the Iraq War had the same last name as me, the same spelling. I thought that was kind of, kind of, a, you know, 
kind of a crazy coincidence because it's a very rare last name. And yeah, there's, you know, there's in Germany and and a few in the United States do have my last name that I don't know who they are, but it's very rare. Um, but so I, I was reading that article and reading that page and I scrolled down to the bottom of the page and down at the bottom was the number 1111 and it wasn't the time I didn't know it didn't really have anything to do with the page like it didn't it, there wasn't any reason in, that I could think of of why it was there it was just down at the bottom of the page kind of on the same area as the copyright information for the page and this was the first time I ever had the thought maybe I should you know, pop 1111 into Google and see what comes up. Because I still, that time, you know, from time to time, and I went through cycles and I would see that number, but I still always kind of, at that time, I had always just chalked it up to, uh, even though it had been happening for several years, I just chalked it up to an internal clock thing. I thought my mind was wired to look at the clock at that right time every day. And so I, I decided to Google 1111. And then I spent three hours, at least, reading forums and articles. And the thing that I was mostly blown away by with this is that I wasn't alone. There's a lot of crazy stuff on there about people's theories of why this was seen by these people and what it meant. And yeah, some of that kind of makes sense to me now some of it doesn't and but I wasn't necessarily blown away by the theories of what it was I was in shock and, and that's the best term for it I was in shock that I wasn't the only one that had this there's several you know lots of other people have different numbers but there is a massive community specifically around the 1111 number and I kind of tend to think that any of the numbers are the same thing. And, and each individual number means different things to different individuals. But, so I spent the three hours or whatever reading through all these forums and groups and pages and try, not Facebook groups, but other like online groups in shock just just trying to put it together in my mind and after I felt like I couldn't sit there and stare at the screen and read another article I uh, I went outside on the back porch and had a cigarette and I smoked at the time and well, smoked cigarettes at the time and as I was sitting out there just kind of still in shock, just kind of going over in my head this new thing that I, or expanded thing that I've had in my life for a while that just became this other thing in my life now, potentially. I was sitting there and I kind of, I looked up at the sky and I could have sworn that I saw a group of stars that were, looked like an 11 to me. And yeah, that, that could very well have been because I was looking for it. Um, it wasn't super defined in that it, it wasn't, it was just a pattern probably. But then I looked down at my cigarette butt, uh, my, the, the cigarette cherry, and in that, and I smoked Camel Wides at the time, in that was the number 11. And I rolled it, I twisted the cigarette over and looked at the back side, and there was a fucking smiley face on the other side. Clear as day, two eyes and a mouth, smiley face. Like it was poking at me, like it was laughing at me and thought it was funny that I was having this crisis, this existential crisis. So in shock at the very least... My mind was blown trying to figure out what the hell does this mean to me. 
that was a text message, by the way, you guys just heard. Because I am on the road. This is on the road with Ecto. But yeah, so that, that's, that whole night, and there's something, there's another big kind of finale to that night. Um, that was, so the, the cigarette was crazy. Um, I was just kind of sat there. I don't think I even finished the cigarette. I didn't know what to do. I was in shock. Um, you know, after a couple minutes, the cigarette burnt down more and it didn't look like any of that anymore. But then I, you know, I sat out there for a little while and then I went and laid down and went to bed. But I had the bathroom light on, which I don't normally do. I didn't lay down to go to sleep because I didn't think I'd be able to sleep. I just laid down. And, you know, it was before smartphones, and I didn't have, you know, because pretty much before tablets, it's not like I was sitting there scrolling through anything. We didn't have a TV in the bedroom, so I just kind of laid there. And after a little while, in the corner of the room down by my feet, it would be the, the, the northwest corner of the room, a blue ball of light, like an indigo color ball of light appeared in the corner and it was about the size of a basketball and it was giving off a soft glow there was light in the room coming from the bathroom of course so it was giving off a soft glow but it wasn't lighting up the wall like it wasn't lighting up the room or the, even the wall around it. it wasn't emitting light it was just glowing and it wasn't like a swirling mass it was just like a ball of light and it was there for a good 90 seconds. I sat there and watched it. And it didn't do anything except for exist, which was weird enough. And after that, that was the like the end of the night. I don't remember anything else happening that night. So I guess at some point I probably fell asleep. Probably a long time after that. But nothing else happened. So that's was my initiation into something I had been experiencing part of for a long time before that. And that I still deal with today with all kinds of added stuff. Because I I had some of the blinky light phenomenon and the street light phenomenon happening to me before that. It was after that that I started thinking about it more and researching more and looking into it and realize that they're probably all connected and mean something to me as an individual. One thing at the time, I didn't really reach out to anybody that had this in their life. Even though I found these communities online, I found a lot of them to be pretentious and they all thought that they were better than everybody for the most part. And I know that that's kind of the loud voices in the room there and it didn't have anything to do with everybody in the group, but it was kind of like these individuals all thought that they were better than everybody because they had this in their life, which I didn't feel that, and I don't feel that way now. I still don't know what to think of all of it. I still have it in my life. To me, it's just something about me that makes me different, and I'm already different enough, so it's like, you know, I, I don't think it makes me weird. I, and now I know several people in my life that have this or several different aspects of this in their life and I, I have some friends that if it gets too weird I can talk to them about with it but that doesn't happen a lot it's just kind of cycles um, who knows if someday it builds up to something more I don't know what it means some of the theories out there are that it's prompts that it's almost like a soul kind of download that you notice this and it makes your subconscious soul open itself up so that you can get a spiritual download of some sort because we are supposed to be the people that bring this you know humanity into a new age a better age and I don't know if that comes from the pretentiousness or if that theory caused the pretentiousness in the community that I found way back then. I have no clue if it's still like that. Because I don't, I don't really like move in those circles 
of spiritualism. So I don't know if it's still like that. I'm sure there's still people like that. And I, and I, I don't, I in no way think that it, most people are like that within the community. If you guys have something similar to this in your life, please reach out to me because I'd love to talk to you about it. I'd love to know your experience with it, how you came across realizing it was something more than what you might have thought it was, if you think it is. Um, I'm really curious to know how many listeners out there have something like this in their life. I mean, it's, it's something that even sort of drives my thinking at times in my life. It doesn't drive my, my overall, you know, my overall life, but it's definitely something that I, I think about and consider when things are happening in the moment. Uh, it's been raining for two days. I want to find a road that I haven't been on this entire time. I've been on the back roads, but I've been on roads that I know. Um, But yeah, so if you guys would reach out to me in the show, you could call us at 913-730-7255, or you could text us at that, or you can email us, or you can reach out to us on any social media and connect with me on that because I'd like to talk to you about your experiences or maybe you have some insight on mine that I I haven't thought of or haven't been thinking about so to end this part you know to end this regular episode I want to mention a couple things first I want to mention that Brad who was on the last uh, on the road with Ecto. Oh, I forgot a whole part about the the cemetery. So the last episode of On the Road with Ecto, I was with Brad, and we were going to a wedding. We were going to Jason Roberts' wedding down in Independence, Kansas. And on the way back, we just randomly were driving. We uh, were just exploring because you know, we had the time, and, and Brad's just recently come back into my life over the last few months um, and we hadn't really done anything yet like together we haven't gone so we spent the whole day just kind of exploring but we ended up in the same area where that cemetery was so we went out there and I had brought you know my sky watching stuff because I figured we might do something like that anyways and he had been on a couple with me before but we go out to the cemetery and the, you know it's bright uh, clear night and no weird feelings only one weird light in the sky that was kind of it wasn't blinking like a plane and it wasn't moving like a plane and it was slowly and it was in the sky for a long time I we have no clue what it was it wasn't on any of the radar apps or on the radar flight radar online the ADS-B um, flight radars that doesn't mean it wasn't a plane, but it just was not moving in at the same altitude as any other planes on the on that we could see and on any of the radars. But yeah, so we, we had that other night out there and nothing really happened. Um, but anyways, Brad, his uncle, if you're local to Kansas City, his uncle does a haunted house every year for Halloween. And it's in Olathe, Kansas. It's called the Stratford House. Stratford Haunted House. I think the address is 2007 Stratford Road in Olathe, Kansas. And you can find the event page on Facebook, Stratford's Haunted House. And this guy's been doing it for years. So much so that he's built it up so big that his family told him he has to rent out a place next year. Because he can't have it in the yard anymore. It's too big. Not in the yard, just in the house and yard, and and uh, it's just too big. So, but it's free if you bring a donation. If you bring some socks to donate, and those socks are given to homeless charities after the fact, um, and they have s'mores, and they said you know there's also other stuff to do there. So if you're looking for something to do local and you're in Kansas City, 
this weekend, I told him I'd give them a shout out. Go check out the Stratford House. It's Friday, or sorry, Saturday and Sunday, the 30th and the 31st, 7 p.m. to 10:30 p.m. They're open, and it's free. Or, or, or just just go buy some new socks and donate them. Actually, they will not turn you away if you don't bring any socks. You'll still get to go in. So go support them and, and check that out. Um, I know several people at our work that are bringing their kids out there. Because it is kid-friendly. Uh, I think that's kind of important. But anyway, so I'm going to get off the regular episode here. And I'm going to go and do a Ecto Plus on the road with Ecto. It'll be at least 30 minutes, if not longer. I have another personal story about something that happened to me a few years ago. So if you want to hear that story, just go to Patreon, sign up for Ecto Plus, $8 a month, and you'll get, through the Patreon app, a whole other episode. There's all. There's already content up there too. There's other episodes. There are other throwback episodes that I've thrown up there. I plan on throwing up. Plan on throwing up. I plan on putting all kinds of old content that aren't. That's not in our regular feed. They're exclusively for Ecto Plus members. Plus the episode I'm about to do. So thank you. I hope this sounds okay. If you guys don't enjoy the On the Road with Ecto episodes, just let me know. I know this whole episode was just me rambling for nearly an hour. I hope it was coherent in my stories. Um, And even though I told the story two nights in a row, maybe it benefited because I... Maybe I found more ideas. I have no idea because that entire file was gone. It wasn't just like it didn't record. The number was gone, the file number disappeared. So, anyways. Thanks a lot, guys. Go reach out to Josh and tell him you miss him. Tell him you want him back. If you do. If you don't, then don't. Or tell him you tell him not to come back. If you don't want him back, go tell him not to come back. But I'm about to drive off the road here. I've almost gone off the road a couple times. Maybe this isn't the smartest idea, but I'm going to keep doing it as long as you guys want to hear it. Thanks again, guys.